You are listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing voices and thoughts of our young people growing up and living in this city we call home. Welcome to season five. Our theme is Dear Mom and Dad. Welcome back to season five of this Hong Kong Life. I am your host Lewis, and today I have a new guest with us, and I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Thank you. So I'm my name is Winston, and I'm actually from the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology, now majoring in global business and information systems. So I would say um, a few fun facts about myself is that um, I like. Reading, I like badminton, and I also like meeting new friends. So, um, yeah, I would say that would be some of my hobbies. And as in, you know, always people have been asking like why business. So I would say because um, to me, I would like to work on more something that is more dynamic, that is more uh, that isn't like rigid. Instead, I want to wake up every day and have a motivation to work on something that is unexpected. Because I think. This is how life should goes on. Instead of you know working on the same task every single day for like 10 or 15 years, I want to make my life more interesting and it's more dynamic and it's it's something that interesting to me. Yeah, that's really cool. So it, it is uh, quite a significant point for you to do something dynamic, to do something that changes every day, and that is what motivates you to continue studying this. All right, so I guess we just go right into it. Um, it's been over a year after COVID. Uh, the last season's theme was one year after COVID, and I'm sure a lot of people have adapted the way that they do things. So, I would like to ask you, what are you up to lately? What are the things that you're doing? What's really on your mind about study, for example? So, as for study, I think um, most of the things actually stay the same. Just that how. Professors deliver the lesson would be different, but I think there is also one key point is that you know to me I think studying at the library is more effective. But instead now with the pandemic, most of the time we have to stay at home. So I think um, being disciplined is extremely important because otherwise I would just you know feel sleepy all the time and just want to go to bed. You know, so I think um, that would be something that is kind of different before and after the pandemic. There's also one thing that I've been working on. It's like interview preparation because I'm now a year three student. So I think um, it's crucial for especially business students to get a good internship uh, during next summer, as in uh, summer 2022. So I think um, there's also a slight difference is that more and more companies start to adopt the mode of video interview. So you, we also have to adapt to it and you know get prepared so i think yeah that would be two of the two of the major things that i've been working on you know even you know after the pandemic that's interesting so even after that daunting task of having to sell yourself and working out how best you can present yourself to someone new convince them that you know you're worth their time and all of that then there's a new format as well suddenly you have to learn how to do it all through video because that's the new normal, as people really like to say. So that level of adaptability, I'm sure, really links into your love of the dynamic, how you really like things to be changing and things that you have to kind of work around. So that's really cool. With COVID, of course, going out and doing new things, there would be a lot of time that you would have to spend at home. And this would really change the way that you kind of interact with the world around you. So friends and family, for example. The theme of 
today is Dear Mum and Dad. So it's a lot about parental relationships. But I do want to get into friend relationships first because they are also very important. So just as a little retrospective, I guess, with the way that you interact with your friends, how have they helped you over the course of COVID, for example? Yes. So I think during COVID, physical interactions is... Um, may not be that possible or feasible because some of my international friends have traveled back to their home country while even those who are in Hong Kong they also they may also stay at home because of because of the severity of COVID um, so I think um, one of the key points of maintaining relationship or even you know get the bonding more closer is that we you know try to communicate with my friends you know via WhatsApp or we even set up Zoom meetings to you know actually you know, talk about, you know, catch up and see how things let it go. So I think that is really important that um, some, I know some of my friends, they stopped uh, communicating with their friends. So, uh, but then that actually jeopardized the relationships. So I think um, relationships have to be maintained and that frequent communication is indispensable. Right. That's really good, actually. Yeah. Um it, that constant communication does make or break a friendship. And especially in a more stressful time like COVID, suddenly the avenues you have to maintain those connections are lost. There are not as many things you can do anymore to maintain that with people. Suddenly um, you have to deliberately go out of your way to see them. It, it, for example, if people were at school before and they saw their friends at school every single day, that's gone. Suddenly they have to deliberately reach out to them with messages. And that can be something daunting. That could be something that they've not really done before. And the idea that they have to keep doing it, that could be a great source of stress. So what are some things that you did to kind of maintain that with people when you felt like maybe I haven't seen them for a while? I think different people face different situations, you know, not just, uh, you know, with the COVID, but also before COVID. So I think especially during such um, stress stressing time i think caring others is truly important because they must be facing different difficulties no matter it's about academics it's about uh, parental issues or they have to they just have different kind of uh, issues so of course if they face such issues and they're willing to reach out and let you know i think it is um i think it is our obligation as a friend to help out uh, especially when there's really something that we can do so even if there's something that we can't do, like our hands are tied or it's out of our control, I think it's still extremely important for us to um, stay with him, stay with him or her, or at least let him or her to know that we are there for them. So um, meanwhile, I think the, another thing is that catching up, it's not just about you know knowing what difficulties we recently have and see how um, the other friends could help with. I think it's also about knowing more interesting things because as my friends travel back to their home country there must be something interesting no matter it's about uh food it's about uh something happening around i think it's it's still good for you to know more about different countries um even if we're in the same city there must be something interesting um that i don't know so i think um catching up is you know it actually has like two perspectives both knowing something new and catching up with the latest developments of my friends and also about seeing, oh, like what we can, what I can actually help with, you know, touch wood, he or she actually faces some difficulties. 
I really love that perspective that you have, uh, that it can have such a positive spin to it. That even in a time like COVID, when you are relying on your communication with other people to fulfill that need for interaction, you can still find a way to make it unique. You can focus on what they need from you, and you can get what you want from them, which is that that interesting tidbit. What is their life like outside of your interaction? What is their home country like? Maybe if it's an international friend, maybe.、Um, it's funny that you say, in amongst those things that are happening, maybe a family struggle, because, of course,、uh, moving back over to the theme, that is sometimes what people might experience. With COVID, you are spending so much time at home. Some people feel imprisoned, cooped up. Some people feel that they have nothing better to do, and they just lounge around home all day. So I would like to ask you this now: How do you feel your relationship is with your parents,、um, or was during that time in COVID when you suddenly had so much time at home, and even though university was going on, there's still such a big market change from the way things usually were. Personally, I think it's definitely a good thing to me because、um, I think one. Essential and indispensable element of maintaining relationship is that how much time you get to spend with them. The more time you spend with someone, of course, you not just get to know him or her more, but also, you know, it's definitely beneficial to a closer bonding. So I think,、um, you know, back then my both my parents have to work, you know, from morning to night, some sometimes even midnight. So while this, me and my brother also have to, you know, go to school and we also have extracurricular activities. So I think like. Um, previously, there might not be that much time for us to actually communicate, to not just talk about、oh, what happened today, but also care about one another's feelings. So I think with COVID, both my parents were from home. Me and my brother also study at home, so we truly get more time to chat with, and I feel like the. Bonding between us is even closer, which I think is definitely good to me. And to me, I think this is one of the benefits that I have actually gained, you know, with COVID, despite all the disadvantages. Yeah. I think that's a really good take to have. That you are grateful for the time that you get with them, and that you view this extra time with them as more of a bonding experience that you can actually get to just spend time with them. And that you say it doesn't even have to be about talking constantly. It's just being with them. It's just kind of being around with them. It doesn't always have to be some deep conversation about your feelings and things like that. It can just be existing, and that's there's something very poignant about that. Speaking of conversations like that, though, there is a cultural element to COVID as well, and I feel that people from different cultures experience this situation very differently. It's not much of a stretch to say that amongst the more traditional. Family elements. There is a difficulty in expressing your feelings, especially in a stressful, difficult time when so many things are changing. You mentioned before that you have a really nice bonding experience with them. Would you say that emotions and feelings are actually something that you've kind of had a conversation with them about before? Yes, I think to me, both of my parents、um, are kind of like more traditional. So previously, they may not necessarily mention much about. Um, the difficulties or something that they enc-、uh, encounter in in their everyday work, but then with COVID, I feel like both you know all four of us actually open up a bit more. So I wouldn't say it's like a huge jump, you know, from rarely talk about some difficulties that you face to I talk everything. 
But then at least I think we are like taking baby steps towards this amazing objective. I actually was the one who initiated this because um, I feel like as we now have more time to be with one another, I feel like um, it's actually gonna be a healthy, you know, it, it would be healthy for us to, you know, talk more about not just what we have achieved in life, but also some difficulties that we face. Because I think family is definitely ones who stay with you no matter what happened or under what situations. That's why I actually started off, you know, talking something more about myself, not just about the good side, but also the bad side. So for example, like, I think several months ago, I actually went for an, a screening for an international case competition. But then unfortunately, um, you know, after 24 hours of case preparation, my team and I actually failed to get through it. So I think that's actually quite frustrating to me. But then, um, so I just shared, you know, this story to my mom and dad. So um, initially, I feel like it's super awkward for me to say that because we usually don't, we, we, we usually only talk about something that, that is good, you know, not just at school, at work, but also, you know, any kinds of achievements because I feel like this is something that they hope to see and they hope to listen and if I sort of like mention something that is bad maybe it, it makes them worried but then instead I feel like they yes they, they might be you know slightly worried about me you know as in whether I feel good or not but then I feel like there are like more encouragements instead so I think I think that is super uh, crucial and that um, not just me my brother and you know both my uh, parents are actually working towards that as well. I think that's really cool. Um, the idea that you thought you would just worry them or, or burden them maybe when you say something that's negative because they expect things to be okay. And when it's not, that it kind of disappoints them in some time. But the fact that you came out with that in a very brave way and that they had encouragements for you instead, it must have really kind of changed the way that you approach it because you realize that there is a little bit of freedom in what you can say and what you can express to them. So that's really cool. And if you could write a letter to your parents to communicate your thoughts uh, in the past or, or right now, and it can be some kind of a wish or something that you wanted them to know then in the past, what would you say? Would it be something that you might not have had the chance to share before? Um, so dear mom and dad, I think um, something that I, at least for me, you know, really talk about is that how how grateful am I for not just the caring that both of you have given me, you know, along the way since you, you know, like give, gave birth to me. Um, but I think it's also truly important for um, for me to thank to be thankful as in not just about the education, but also um, everything that you guys have taught me. So I think it's truly, they are like building blocks of who am I today. And I think, um, yeah, I'm truly grateful for that. And thanks mom and dad. That's really nice. Um, so we are going to wrap up, but there is one last thought that I have for you. Is there any advice or suggestions that you would want to give to the youth of today? So from your own experience or something you've learned that you think is quite important for them to grasp, especially in Hong Kong, maybe? So I think one of the key thing is to, you know, although it sounds like more like a cliche, as in most people, not just on the internet, but also offline, also talking about this. But then I think it's truly important because of my personal experience, as in doing what you like, or at least what you are passionate about is extremely important. Because 
um, having that said, only if you're working on something that you're passionate, you can then sort of like have an internal driving force that continuously make you to wake up every day, you know, perhaps seven in the morning and start working, you know, putting your hats down on it. So I think, you know, if you're, instead of you're working on something that you don't like, if, or even you're dislike about it, the only result would be like, you are like in a torture and things just won't add up well. So I would also like to, you know, take this opportunity to share a mini story I heard a few days ago, as in one of my friends who attended business school for like two years, um, she has decided to leave HKUST and instead travel to UK for studying architecture. So I think it's a bold move, but also I truly appreciate her courage and her thoughts behind this because um, it's definitely not easy for someone to pivot your, you know, to change your path, you know, after two years, you know. Um, so I think it's, um, I think what motivates her to do it is that she realizes that was, that is her dream and that I think um, that is something that she, every day she wakes up, she would be thinking of. So I think um, every youth in Hong Kong, not just in Hong Kong actually, you know, worldwide as well, should really do something that we like to do. Different people, of course, have different values, have different uh, capabilities and knacks. I think we don't necessarily have to do one single thing that most people in the society recognize that as success. So because success have diverse definitions, and I think the only definition to success is actually defined by yourself. So I feel like um, working on something that you truly like is definitely some you know, I, I wouldn't put it as advice because I may not qualify to give advice, but I would say um, that would be some thoughts for myself, as in uh, I really hope every youth in this world can find a passion or at least find where their interest lies on. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your time today, and there's been some great insights. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Season 5 is made possible by the Jockey Club Community Sustainability Fund. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative by Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like this show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you. Nominate yourself or a friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife at kelly.org. See you next time.